Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Good. Doing okay. I had a rough night with both, I mean, because we recorded two episodes, uh, and yeah, it was a rough night. Yeah. <laughs> what he's trying to say is he had to watch Jupiter Ascending for research purposes. Oh, <laughs> and not and not and not for anyone else, like and for someone else's podcast <laughs> that I'm not even on. Uh, but uh, we also have Dan Nichols with us. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Hey, everybody, I'm doing well. I'm just so happy to be back. I love highlight of my week. I love it here. Oh, it's just so much so fun having you on. Uh, uh, love it. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, we're here to talk about the Blumhouse movie, Happy Death Day, also known as Groundhog Day, but a horror movie, which is not <laughs> a bad thing. Um, the official summary of Happy Death Day, college student Teresa Geldman uh, continues to relive, relive the day when she was killed uh, to discover the identity of her murder. So, yeah. Uh, this is a movie that uh, I think Blumhouse like they always throw up the from the producers of Get Out and I'm like eh you know that was like their one good movie but like I feel like they've got other movies that kind of come out that are of varying quality uh, some maybe more so better than others but I think Happy Truth Death or Day, Dare I'm looking at you hey you know I'll still go up to bat for Truth or Dare like, <laughs> I, I, I just watched that the other day <laughs> And what did you think of Truth or Dare? It, it could have been so good, but it was just goofy as hell. I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't vibe with it as much as I wanted to. It the issue is Jeff Wadlow. Jeff Wadlow is the issue. It's definitely a uh, moronic movie. That's for sure. Like, there's who's that? Is Jeff Wadlow the director? Yes. That's, that's how little I cared about this movie. I was like, yeah. normally, normally <laughs> afterwards, I'm like, let's at least you know familiarize yourself with some of the faces. I was like, ah, fucking next. Well, well, let's give you let's give you a one two three of Jeff Wadlow here. He did Kick Ass Two, oh. which was such a fucking misfire. Oh, that hurt me to watch. Yeah, and he did Fantasy Island recently. Oof. Also, yeah. not good. But he did Truth which or Dare. I watched, and which I knew you liked. Right? You told me that before. You've mentioned it before with the plastic yo play smiles. Oh man! Oh, you're oh. so right. Oh my goodness! That's all I'm going to think of when I watch that. Now. <laughs> For the record, I'm I'm just taking a look here now at the official poster for Happy Death Day. Uh, and it says, from the producer of Get Out, The Purge, and The Visit. So those were the three comps they decided to make for this Weird film. grouping. Yeah. yeah. Get Out, The Purge, and The Visit. It's almost Not- comical now how much, like... Blumhouse will put that in front of all their movies now. Like, you see a trailer for Ma, and they're like, from the producers of Get Out. It's like, uh, this is a bit of a reach, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's the Academy Award. Yeah. If the Academy sure. Award makes it their number one sellable feature. Oh, and did, oh yeah, uh, most definitely. It did pretty well, like, uh, commercially as well, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, Taylor, you were going to say something? Oh, I've completely forgotten now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just going to say, like, those movies don't exactly capture the, the atmosphere of Happy Death Day. So it's a little strange yeah. having those on the cover when, like, yeah. I would, as a casual moviegoer, I would associate those movies now with Happy Death Day and think, oh, it's totally going to be like that. And it's really not like that at all. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, Happy Death Day. Listener uh, request to cover this. And I can see why. It's a it's one of the more popular movies. Uh, even though, funny enough, like I don't think the first one did that well at the box office. The second one definitely bombed at the box office. Um, I remember first one the, actually did pretty well. Oh, did it do pretty well? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. it opened at number one. Uh, I reckon it grossed fifty five point seven million domestic total worldwide of one hundred and twenty five point five against a production budget of four. 
$1.8 million, so that's $120 million. So the studio is making a hefty profit. Like okay. It, okay. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And uh, the sequel did $64 million, but Worldwide? Yeah, I think so. Oh, so half. It only yeah, took $5 million to make, though. It was yeah. four point still, still profitable, but no. like maybe not the hand over fist cash cow that they were hoping for. No, I kind of wonder if like one day they'll put it like the third one out on Netflix or something like that, like something where maybe the uh, return on investment's a little safer for them. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, the first time we watched this, uh, Dan, what was the first time you watched Happy Death Day? The first time uh, at the screening. Here for sure. I remember taking my my buddy Nick from film school with me to see it um, here at the Scotia Bank. Yeah, Steve, you were probably that was. How was that? That was I was there. Yeah, yeah. You were there. I was yeah. gonna be like, yeah, you're probably yeah, that for sure. That's exactly that's that's my answer too. As I, I was at the same <laughs> screening as Dan. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I was you know not to be wholly unoriginal, but I was uh, at the same screening too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> We all watched it like two days before release because that's you know, the <laughs> all within week. all probably within feet of each other. Yeah, yeah. October October the eleventh, twenty seventeen. I can give yeah. you the date. There you yeah, go. There we go. And we I probably mean... definitely touched each other at, at some point. High well, five. as it as every screening that we went to, we must touch each other. This mm. is probably in the days of me going to screenings and just like keeping to myself and not talking to anybody. Yeah, I didn't know Kurt yet. I don't think <laughs> I, I don't knew think Kurt I knew yet. Either, yeah. I, yeah. I, I definitely got to Steve and I definitely touched each other. I yeah, oh yeah, for sure. One. For sure. <laughs> Actually and and otherwise. Emotionally. <laughs> Most, okay, like, mostly okay. emotionally. I I missed out on all of this. Yeah, I was emotional touching. <laughs> yeah, I mean Taylor, what you don't realize is like when they first let in the critics to the press screenings, and then they let in everyone else. There's that bit of a gap of the window there where things just get really intimate real fast. <laughs> it's like it's like society. Yeah, it's like that scene of society. Oh, no. Okay, and then I we don't clean feel up and then they let everybody else in. Yeah, I, I don't feel maybe, as bad as missing out on this. Yeah, maybe you didn't miss out. You get the uh, you know the person who comes in a bit early to see. A giant butthole in the corner of the theater. It's like, oh, okay, I guess I should have come in closer when they let me in. I'm so glad that the theater that I worked at never did screenings for for no. critics. That just sounds that I would not have wanted to clean up after any of that. Let's just say, no, you wouldn't. Uh, uh, where where did you see it, Taylor? Oh, I just I think I just watched it when it came out on Netflix. I feel like it came out on Netflix really soon after it came out in theaters, but I don't know if I'm remembering that right because I feel like I watched it almost as soon as it came out on streaming services. Um, um, yeah, I think it came pretty quickly um, to, to Netflix because... I think it came on home video early 2018, January 2018, so yeah. early around there. Let's see. came out like October 2017. Uh, it doesn't say when it came to Netflix, but... Oh, it looks like 2018, actually. So, yeah, pretty close. Pretty yeah. So. At the time, I thought when I saw it on Netflix, I thought it was like a Netflix movie, which I think is maybe why I'm also getting confused about it. Um, but yeah, I didn't see it until it came out on the streaming service. Yeah, really, those trailers I felt like were almost became ubiquitous with like Into Club going. Remember that? Oh yeah, okay. oh yeah. <laughs> as as her ringtone. I remember getting the. Well, this is also a bit of like a nostalgic trip. Back when you would get like passes for screeners mailed to you, which they don't. Yeah, hardboard guys. Yeah, yeah. Which honestly is for the best. Like it was like the, the literally the only reason I would check check my mailbox is like to get like, <laughs> what screen pass I get. But I just remember like and had the poster up, and I was like, I'm fucking going to this. Like I don't care what this movie's about. I didn't even see a trailer, so I had no idea what the. Oh really? Was. Yeah. No, I went in blind. Nice. Uh, I just saw like the doll face killer on the thing, and I'm like, sold. You know, this is. <laughs> or, yeah, I think. Oh, no, no, I had the cake. I had the Happy Death Day yeah. cake on it. But I was instantly uh, so, like, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with this. The, the Bayfield Babies is a completely just dumb team name, though. Oh, agree. Agree. <laughs> who who <laughs> so has bad. a mascot that's a baby? That's, that's you're, what I'm you're naming yourself a taunt for the other team already. Like, creepy, it's baby. like the creepy mask. And they're like, listen, we got this amazing mask that is actually pretty creepy. We're going to have to make the rest of it just work. Okay. 
Yeah, like, also that, like, mask definitely doesn't seem like it was, like, well-designed to be, like, a mascot. Like, as a slasher mm-hmm. movie yeah. villain, sure. But, like, somebody it's was looking unsettling. at that and, like, oh, yeah, this will work. This will be our team mascot. Like, did this will get the mm-hmm. kids in the stands. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, definitely on my on my rewatch of this, uh, there were a lot of, like, little plot points that jumped out at me again almost and i actually like this movie but there are definitely some things that jumped out that i was like oh they never really figured that out or why did they bring this thing up and i think one of the questions that you're gonna get to kind of covers that a bit more yeah for sure um speaking of questions we have a couple uh kyle says i overall enjoy this movie but i do feel like they dropped the sustained damage subplot it seems like after the car explosion it's never brought up again almost as if it's there to add some stakes but not or or, or but only superficially sorry uh yeah 100 yeah, i don't remember it being that much of a plot point after it's originally brought up uh, i thought it was a cool idea to introduce because then if you stuck with it it'd yeah, be like okay yeah. now each one actually like counts but by the end like she she still seems to be like running and like mm-hmm. doing like crazy like kung fu moves with with like chandeliers and shit mm-hmm. so she's must be okay but so i think that's actually yeah. pretty accurate i mean it was bad enough that the doctor was like yo you should be dead and yet yeah. she's still like totally fine and it's ne- yeah it's, it's kind of never and i don't even remember if anything happens with that even in the, the sequel, but I don't know how much we want to talk about the sequel. Well, the sequel, I think, is actually pretty genius. I love the sequel. Yeah. need to watch I, it again. I, I, I really be, dig the sequel. <laughs> I may be currently sailing the high seas to, to, to find it. Because, <laughs> because, only because, like, I, I should say this out loud, I really, really like the first Happy Death Day. I really like this movie a lot. Yeah. I think it's on Amazon Prime, the first... It's it's not. Oh, is it? Oh, weird. Tried. Um, Amazon Prime. It it has its usefulness every so often. It's funny because I'll mm-hmm. usually check Netflix for things and then it's not on there, and I'm like, oh, I guess it's not available. And then I'm like, oh, it's maybe on Amazon Prime, but. But I was very rewarded with one of the. Many it's on Crave options. Okay. Oh, but you have to have the Crave movies plus HBO package, right? Not just regular Crave. Yeah. Oh, it, just says Crave, it says Crave Plus. Yeah, so that's where you have to pay like twenty bucks a month versus ten. Not gonna happen, Crave. Address <laughs> how annoying it is when you try to use a streaming service and they put things behind further paywalls, and it's like, okay, guys, I gave you money already. Just give me the fucking movie. Like, yeah, Crave's the worst for tiered systems. I don't. Yeah. Understand yeah. It because even if you get the HBO one, you still have to pay an extra for stars. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm only gonna want, I only want stars for Rami. And that's it. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, cause it's, like all their other older stuff, like Strike Back or Blunt Talk, all that's now on the regular Crave because it's archived. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's super annoying. Uh, yeah. But I do say, this, I do think Prime has a good selection of horror movies compared oh, to yeah. others. Like, I've been going through that like, like steady every night this week. Like, actually, surprisingly so. Like, I don't think Netflix has the best selection, and obviously Shudder is pretty good, but, like, Prime kind of beats in the middle, where it's, like, it's a lot of, like, known stuff and, like, a good selection of uh, deep cuts, so. Uh, you can currently get Antebellum Early Access if you want to torture yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm aware. If you really want to spend money on a movie that you're going to hate after, uh, like, five, ten minutes of it. Um, Colin says, Jessica Roth was basically the reason the film worked as well as it did. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree. Okay, can we can we also agree, I forget the actor's last name, Israel... Oh, I wrote it down Broussard? somewhere. Broussard? Adorable as fuck in this movie. I just have to put that out there, too. See, and I, was, I wrote down that some guys you just want to punch in the face. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that. Maybe it's because Maybe it's because he is, like, so... Like adorable and, and is like grown as such a charming young man from like the bling ring and shit like that. Oh shit. But I oh, see I him there. He was in yeah, that. totally. But I see him there with my my beautiful bootleg Blake Lively, as I call her. every morning in that bed and I'm like, You just you motherfucker. You probably are really I probably really like you. Yeah. That makes me hate you more. Yeah, no, I thought he was like super cute in this movie. He he definitely won me over. Is it bad that I kept thinking he was um, 
the uh, actor who plays Huey in The Boys. Jack Quaid? Yeah. I kept thinking. I just Jack did Quaid. a whole binge yesterday, so Jack Quaid's like number one in my brain right now. By the way, Jack Quaid going to be in the new Scream movie, which I think yes, is he is amazing casting. Yeah. yeah, and from the guys that did Ready or Not. So. Yes, that's right. That was very, really very excited for that. If that's not it's... a home run, then I will be genuinely surprised. Like that, yeah. Uh, Ruby Modine is also pretty great in this too, as the roommate slash. Mm-hmm. Well, not a spoiler if you watch this movie, but she's also the killer. Yeah, or not the killer, I guess, Laurie? but like, well, you know, she is the killer. Yeah, yeah she's the killer. Laurie? This is one of the things that I kind of wish they had put a couple extra nuggets in to foreshadow her being the killer. Like, there was a couple good parts, because I had seen it already, knowing her as the killer. Like, mm-hmm. there's a, a, a scene where Tree is waking up, and uh, what's-his-face, the cute guy is like, oh, well, it's it's gotta be someone that knows it's your birthday. And, like, the first person you see that knows it's her birthday is Lori in the movie when she gives her the cupcake. Yeah. So there's, like, little things like that, but there's nothing so concrete that by the time you get to the end of the movie, you're like, oh, yeah, this totally makes sense. 100%. It's kind of just, it, it does kind of come out a little of left field for me. Um, but I like it, and I like that, I like that it's all based on her relationship with the doctor too because tree even has a line that's like this is all about some stupid guy and i thought that was really well done yes yeah. he wrote uh, i thought i had to quote it i thought it was so good you've been killing me over a stupid guy and mm-hmm. then laurie responds you're a dumb bitch too <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love i just love that kind of attitude that this the, the movie has yeah i'm um, very aware of what it is and playing with it, but with like you know just enough of an edge mm-hmm. too. It, it's not like a very profane or grotesque movie for a horror movie. All things considered, it's very light on gore. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Although I kind of wish it went, it leaned a little more into the gore. I don't know if uh, yeah, that would. That's have ruined my, one it. of my major issues. Yeah. I would have wanted to see one of those unrated like cuts where they just put in like a bunch of gore that they filmed. Yeah. I think that would have. I think this movie feels a little too fluffy without a lot of blood and gore. Like it's a little too lighthearted. Mm. Like that feeling you had for for Israel's character Carter. <laughs> like that's, I think I think that's a that's a a, a way There's, you can maybe feel about this entire movie just because it does feel a little too cutesy sometimes. That's or an like actual fa- thing. Fantastical, you know. It's a, it's an actual thing. I think just like feeling an urge to like dislike something because it's like. Oh, uh, kill the cutie! I I only yeah. know that from like ropes, but it's yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I get. It. But um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, no. Like I I think just Jessica Roth to kind of get back to the question, like yeah, oh, yeah, or not oh, yeah. Question, more <laughs> of the statement, but yeah, like she slays it in this movie. Like mm-hmm. yeah, agreed, she, she's yeah. so 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 good in That's this movie. Why I was so disappointed about her uh, run in Utopia. If you guys have seen that yet, I haven't no. watched that yet. It's they, they they don't utilize her as well as they could. That's for sure. That's the only way I could say that without spoiling anything. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just disappointed that she remade fucking Valley Girl. Ow. Oh, oh, what yeah. the fuck were you? What make a modern Valley Girl? Are you fucking stupid? I almost I watched that just because she's in it. Nah, like. And even like uh, the the creator behind Valley, like the the director, uh, I, I generally like her stuff, but oh, just come on, like, yeah, I don't I, why. I mean, the Martha Coolidge movie is fucking perfect. Yeah, there's there's no sense to, uh, uh, of redoing it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was Rachel Lee Goldenberg that did it, and she just did Unpregnant, I think. Okay, which was oh, yeah. which which is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, she also directed that. Remember, uh, Kristen Wiig and uh, Will Ferrell did that Lifetime movie, the A Deadly Adoption. Oh, I, I remember that. reading about it. Yeah, yeah, she did that. Oh, I was trying to forget that movie, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it was made to be stupid. I the, think so. Yeah, the, most of the world, I think, did forget that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's so probably for the best. Really, it really is. Okay. Um, Time for some awards. Best line in this movie. I think there's, there's some good ones. Um, I think like any uh, when the roommate comes in and uh, Tree kind of like just sort of 
like throws him a little like zinger it always gets me like when she's reliving those days mm-hmm. um, like there's not one in particular but like just when he comes in and she's just like she's always got some sort of retort for him after like doing a few of those loops which i thought was pretty great I, I liked, I wrote down one of her lines when she was like, the first time she was in the tunnel, um, and she got killed, and she's taunting the, the killer, I guess, yeah. and I think she said something like, try this with, try this with one of the heifers at Delta Gamma, they're into cosplay, and I thought that was really funny. That's, that's great. Um, I think, like, there's a moment I really like, um, just because of, like, her delivery, like, she's so, she's really, really good. But it's after she escapes the hospital uh, before she gets pulled over by, the, like, right before she gets pulled over by the cop. Um, the way she says, catch me now, bitch, just mm. just killed me. But also, uh, I wrote it down because I, I would say, as we said earlier, you've been killing me over a stupid guy is pretty great, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, um, who takes their date to Subway besides it's not like you have a foot long. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad when she said that, though. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Also, yeah, too. Let's be real. Who takes a date to a subway? Like, that's yeah. just like, yeah. Fucking weird. <laughs> you get to choose your own bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also. Hey, the... And the insides, too. Well, I guess. Oh, right. I guess they, they call it a cat lady buffet at one point when that one, um, the one sorority member keeps coming to the table with, like, her tray of food. Just oh, yeah. Cat Lady Buffet. I just thought it was hilarious. I hate that she disses chocolate milk because I love chocolate milk, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Tree's not a good person. Like, no. She's such an this asshole. Movie, she's fucking awful. And also, Tree is a, a dumb fucking name. My biggest complaint is that they just should have given that character a different name. Call her <laughs> Teresa. Everybody calls her Teresa, but Tree? Eh. Yeah. Eh. It just sounds fucking weird when you say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they liked... But she's such an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's she's a mean girl. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of that's the point. That's her arc, right? Yeah. But, yeah. But, but I was just surprised watching it again, just like, oh wow, she's like really an asshole. Mm-hmm. Oh, not nice. No. Not just like oh, she's this like you know, sarcastic or whatever. It's like no, you're just really mean. Yeah. And I think part of the movie too is yeah, her sort of having that arc from mean girl to final girl. Um, and even like you start, she starts to realize that like a lot of her housemates and other stuff are also just terrible people too. Like it's yeah. sort of like a dawning yeah. realization for her. But I do yeah. like that they sort of interject the whole idea of like her mother passing away and her being close with her mom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, it adds a level yeah. of dimension to that character that in any other movie she would have just been like the bitchy mean girl that like nobody likes. Mm-hmm. So it's and that of, would have been enough. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it, yeah. it's an interesting level of dimension that, yeah, for a character like that, like I could totally see this movie from a different perspective where, yeah, she's just an asshole and nobody likes her. Yeah. Well, and she comes to a realization enough that she literally says, my mom wouldn't be proud of me if she saw yeah. me, right? Yeah. And you have to go like, well, yeah, you're kind of right. I don't think she would necessarily like what you've become. <laughs> you, no, you feel no. better like, because I was just judging her. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. me and your mama know what's up, girl. You need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm reading here as well that the subway line was not scripted. It was Jessica, Jessica Roth improvising. Dang. Whoa. Yeah. The who takes their first date to subway. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good line to add, look, because that's true. Yeah. Who takes her fucking first date to a subway? <laughs> <laughs> But but also then, to read into that, what does it say about her? Not, I'm not shaming, but she's shaming him about the subway. But if she slept with him after he takes her to the subway. Yeah, or, she's confirming it works. Standards, so. girl? <laughs> yeah. Just saying, don't knock it. Subway is fucking delicious. And apparently it's an aphrodisiac because it worked. I'm... Just, just, just keep in mind that their, their bread might not apparently be bread. It's all sugar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, apparently it's uh, cake or something like that. No. That's why it's so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, okay. Uh, best performance in this movie. I mean, it's got to be Jessica, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 there's only one answer. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I, I do like the... Um, 
the the roommate as well. She plays it up so well, especially near the end when you kind of get that reveal. But yeah, Jessica still steals the show a hundred percent. The um the sorority head sister Danielle, or I didn't catch the actress's name. Uh, that's a really fun just side performance too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't steal Rachel the spotlight. Rachel Matthews. Rachel Matthews. Rachel pretty Matthews. great. Pretty great as that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's the granddaughter of Michael Landon. Oh wow! Because Christopher Landon, who directed this, is uh, is a nephew of Michael Landon, I think. Like cousins or cousins from yeah. She she is Christopher Landon's niece. Oh, wow! Yeah, nice. Um. All right. Best kill in the movie. Uh, I, I think my favorite is when she realized Carter was dead and then killed herself by jumping off of the, I think it was the clock tower that she was in or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that isn't really like a kill maybe, but I don't know well, if we want to class. I don't know if we want to classify these as kills cause kind of, she is coming back to life or. <laughs> yeah. I guess it kind of gets a little bit murky there. <laughs> um, I like the tunnel. The tunnel, just because it's, uh, it, it just has all those kind of classic horror tropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be tipping my hat really quickly here as being the one person on this podcast that doesn't like this movie. But um, <laughs> the, 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 yeah, that I, I would say that, that would, aesthetic-wise, I think that's my favorite. Yeah, it's that's like a moment um, th- that it's it's just kind of like, oh, this actually feels like it could be like a straight up like slasher. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why it's sort of again as much as I like the movie I sort of feel betrayed by the direction that it sort of eventually goes it swings off towards the end but it, it just abandons it in the sequel which is mm-hmm. why it's far lesser in in my opinion yeah. um, but in this quick montage of kills there's some good ones such as um, she get like killed or drowned in a fountain Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite, broken bong through either the mouth or neck. We don't oh, see. Yeah. I want to see that unrated cut so I know where that bong. <laughs> <went>. <laughs> um, maybe controversial, but uh, kicking the roommate out the window and her just <laughs> splattering, and then that like little girl that's just been like sitting there yeah. the entire time, just being like, "Oh my god, that was great." Yeah, she's yeah. gonna be scarred for life for sure. It, oh, it's a pretty awesome moment. Yeah, it's just so satisfying. Um, I will say I think the second movie is better in the kill department than the first. Like, there's like a montage of kills in the second movie that's just like magnificent and just amazing on every level. This movie is more, I think, centered on the idea of the uh, going back through uh, time and reliving the day. Not so mm-hmm. much focused on let's do a ton of kills. I think they sort once they get that premise out of the way in the second movie, they sort of focus a little more on that. And it's like I said, the second movie is so much better for that. But yeah, um, this this definitely could be used as like a, an intro horror movie for a teen girl. Basically, there's yeah. not a lot of gore on screen. There's yeah. a side romance subplot that happens that's super cute. You know, there's a sorority in college as a backdrop. Uh, but there isn't really a lot of there are scary moments for sure, but horror is, is not a huge theme throughout the movie itself. It kind of turns into like badass girl, like kicking butt towards the end of it, you know. Yeah. Um, especially with some of the the fantastical ways that she goes about, like she puts a knife up to a cop's neck and thinks that that's the way that she should go about doing some of these yeah. things, like. I, I definitely question her motives, but it definitely feels like a, a, a movie that you could show huh. like someone actually going through university the, and they would be totally into this, you know? Yeah. That Demi Lovato confident montage sort of like oh, yeah. talent oh, for yeah. anybody who's is wondering. Um, can I give a quick honorable mention to um, the moment where she gets a baseball bat to the head? I thought that was a really cool shot. She gets a baseball bat to the head, and then we follow her head down, and then the head hits the pillow, and then she's in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. It's just like a quick little cut, but it works so well for what they're trying to do. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a shitload of like really inventive stuff in this movie, especially in a lot of the montages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Chris Landon's kind of like nailing the the motif on that. But yeah, I have to agree with Taylor. Like it never it never puts the pedal down in any mm-hmm. in, in any shape or form to me. Um, it does it just does not go far enough. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Uh, a couple nights ago, I had this weird dream, and I swear this was like the dumbest thing I've had a dream of in a long time. That there was some sort of like Avengers style movie with all these Blumhouse characters coming together, and I woke up thinking that the movie was actually a thing, and I was very sorely disappointed to find out. <laughs> as long as they're led by Judy Greer from how the from Halloween, yeah, yeah, because goddamn, down with it, Judy Greer. Come you, on, just give you, me more of that, please. Give me Halloween Kills if you're. Listening. Oh, I can't. I'm oh, no, dying. It to me. I'm dying for it. I I know it's done. We know it's done. I I get that. I'm that. I become that literal like the Kevin Garnett. I'm like, don't fucking show me these teases of Halloween Kills if you can't give it to me. Like, yeah. If I, I can't have it, showing me shit I can't it. have. Everybody, just make sure Tom Atkins has a role in it. That's all I ask. Ah, yeah, I really. I, yeah, I would love that. Um. But as far as uh, I, I mean, movies that we are getting, we are getting the new Christopher Landon. It's been pushed to November, but it's called Freaky. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the new Christopher Landon, and it is oh, coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's actually like an R-rated yeah. film too. It's full on R-rated. Yeah. So, so maybe we'll get some of the. the I want some good kills because we got Vince Vaughn as a serial killer that switches bodies with I've forget what the actress is but it's like Catherine newton oh yeah it is. Uh, is it yeah i think so or langford no langford is um from thir- 13 reasons oh spontaneous. my Ooh, spontaneous is one to watch out for spontaneous oh, is it? i haven't so seen that good oh it's yeah? so good it surprised the hell out of me yeah it's I, Catherine right newton after, and freaky right after i finished it i uh i i think i messaged kurt and i'm like do you have spontaneous yeah and I didn't, but I got on that quick. Um, is it, um, um, like, in the ocean that one could potentially fish for? Or, like, uh, how's that? Uh, I think it's on VOD right now. Yeah. Oh, so, there's a, yeah. So probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I assume so. I mean, that would be... Oh, Drink at the credit card. Wink. It was, uh, <laughs> it was on... Uh, it was like a movie that I was just like not. I was surprised at how good it was. It was filmed in mm-hmm. Vancouver too, which is crazy. Like, there's tons of shots where I'm like, I know where that is. You know, I love, love, love Catherine Langford though. Yeah. I need to say, oh, I think me it too. might be her best performance. Yeah, I think I, I would definitely say that as well. And it was like, it was like, for me, it was like a fix because I had just watched Cursed and I fucking hated every second of it. And I was just like, we need redemption for Catherine. And then Spontaneous comes out. I'm like, oh, there we go. There we go. We got and it. And there's, yes. there's a twist two-thirds of the way through the movie that fucking ruined me. Like, I was devastated. Yeah. It was, yeah, man. Ooh, yeah, well, now man. I really want to see this movie. Yeah. No, I, I, Brian Duffield made quite the debut yeah. as a director. But, yeah. yeah. Go watch Spontaneous and mm-hmm. Freaky when that comes out. Yeah. Um. It kind of fits in the talking about ha- uh, Happy Death Day, though. Like, I feel like I feel like those like it's they operate their own little corner of horror comedy. Yeah, and, and do it quite well. Uh, to do it quite well, of course, I'm giving more credit to Happy Death Day than I want to. <laughs> but uh, yeah. We're eventually going to get Steve to admit that Truth or Dare is an unsung masterpiece. That's really what we're working on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dumbest decision in this movie. I've got one. Oh, I've got yeah. one. I've got a good one, actually. Because I was, I was specifically trying to th- watch it and think of this in mind. Um, uh, all right. His name's it's Nick. It's Nick when he turns the pleasure zone on. Because he completely plays himself. Like, he was going to get with Tree. Then he turns on the pleasure zone and starts dancing. And she makes that Sahara tent joke, which was great. And then he gets his ass killed. Because Mm. he was a fucking clown. So, there you go, Nick. You fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, Nick Nick was definitely more into those lights than he seemed to be into Tree. Into Tree, right? And into living, too, apparently. I would say in that same scene, another dumb decision is not seeing a dead body on the floor 
right in front of you when you're talking to someone else? Because I'm pretty sure in that scene, Nick gets stabbed, falls on the floor right in front of her. And then I, I can understand the music is too loud for her to hear. But then she turns around and she doesn't see someone lying on the floor. That's I have I have a little bit of an issue with that. <laughs> she other, has a problem other, with looking down. She does. I guess she so. just does. A, she does just a lateral scan. Yeah. She needs to be more aware of her surroundings. Yeah. 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 It's like RoboCop. Um, <laughs> there's also in the the first in the tunnel the first time she dies she says she's going to call the cops and then she doesn't so like follow through on your threats. Um, and then by the time I got to the end of the film, um, I just put joining a sorority, which is not always, <laughs> not always the case, obviously, but in this movie, definitely a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, look, at, look, at, look at your, your tropes behind you. Black Christmas, House yep. of Sorority yep. Row. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it never works out. <laughs> Fuck, even Ryan Murphy said it didn't work out in Scream Queens. Yeah, I'm going to just say... <laughs> making a poison cupcake like do you not think they were gonna like do some autopsy and be like uh, yeah. yeah she got poisoned toxicology yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that would have just been busted so quickly like what was her exit plan for that like uh okay i got another one then in that regard um getting involved with the scumbag sleazy married boss oh is yeah wrong? is that only is gonna create problems and you know this and it created a lot of problems yeah, <laughs> more than she saw coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say the very last thing in the movie is the thing that pisses me off the most uh, about yeah, this movie. Is yeah. Carter going, "Hey, did you did, have you seen Groundhog Day? Fucking Groundhog Day <laughs> exists in this world." And like, what? The Are movie you, did not need that name drop. At no, all. not at all, because it makes it completely nonsense. Well, you know what? Complete that's for. nonsense. It's for those websites that like do those clickbaity articles, like twenty-five things you didn't notice about uh, Happy Death Day. Number one, Ugh. did you know there was a film called uh, Groundhog Day that's based off of? No. It is referenced at the end of the film. They do it in the second one with with Back to the Future Part Two as well. Yeah, and it's like it it's the it audience is aware. It. Yeah, we, we we know all this. So, like. The fact that you're now in text acknowledging it as well, it just kind of makes it less fun. It's like, oh, so we can't even kind of uh, enjoy this cheat that you're doing here because, mm -hmm. like, yeah. you're being so self-conscious about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Also, if he knew about Groundhog Day, why didn't he bring it up earlier? Like, right? he should he should understand then exactly what she's going through. If you've seen that movie, you can mm. sympathize a little bit, even if you think they're crazy. Even when she was explaining it to him, and then he goes, like, he could have been, like, like Groundhog Day? Yeah. Like, like, if that movie fucking exists, then why is it happening in the very final fucking second when everything's fucking solved? Yeah. It should be top of mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he he should have sat her down, and they should have watched that movie, and then she would have been like, oh, I need to find something. Like, there's a trigger that will end this. This movie is telling me that something needs to specifically uh -huh. happen. Anyways. Isn't everybody's three primary thoughts are I need to eat, I need to go to the bathroom, and damn Bill Murray's great? Isn't that everybody's three here's, primary thoughts? Here's here's how I want to recut this movie. So so he she first tells him about what's going on. He says, Oh shit, that's like Groundhog Day. And then the rest of the movie is literally just Groundhog Day. They sit down, <laughs> they watch Groundhog Day, and then that's it. And then <laughs> once Groundhog Day is over, then Tree is like, oh, Okay, I know what to do, and she just does it, and then the movie's over. And then She's it. like Who's she's like? Oh, let's just look at the credits. Oh, okay. Andy McDowell's in this movie. Oh, it looks like there was a grip named Laurie Spangler. Laurie Spangler killed me. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the movie. Perfect. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's there, there's quite a few dumb decisions in this movie, but I think it's part of the charm of the movie. Like, yeah, a movie like this, like, yeah, it's not a a get out yeah. style, well made, well thought out movie. This, the, you know, yeah. It, despite being dumb, though, I think it's it's still pretty entertaining. It's got to have style and charm to win you over if it's not going to do anything really um, that inventive narratively. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, I think it's time to rate this. Uh, Steve, why don't you go first? Because I feel like you're going to have the yeah. score. I'm giving this one a 5 out of 10. Ooh. It earns its 5 because of Jessica Roth. That's <laughs> predominantly why it earns it. There's some fun in this one. It just 
this movie in just in theaters i was just so frustrated with this movie mm-hmm. just because i it just it just feels ineffectual in 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 many areas where it just it just doesn't it feels like it's it's pussyfooting around everything mm-hmm. and that super annoyed me um and i don't know it's just at some points you're just like i don't really get the switch from mean girl to like no i'm with the nerd and everything's fine and i don't know i just i, just, I have many issues with this movie yeah uh man, what am i gonna give the score I, i'm gonna go with a solid eight out of ten i i enjoy it i think it's fun i recognize that yeah there's uh you know some parts of it that just don't work fully but mm-hmm. I, I think it largely comes together it's still pretty entertaining um, I do think the sequel is far better, though. Like the sequel blows the first out of the water. I I I will say just to add on to mine that this is a great setup for a really great second movie. Uh, and and if anything, that's the happiest thing about the first movie is Ooh. that they were able to get their shit out of the way, so they can move on to the second one, which adds this new sci-fi element to it, which I really love. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So now I feel like I'm like I'm definitely going to rewatch the second one, but probably sooner, knowing that uh, it's held in such high esteem by even somebody who didn't even like the first movie. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go also within eight. Nice. There's enough little touches that I think are just like really clever or smart or sweet that kind of just like I it gives me more of an affinity for it overall all these little things kind of add up um, greater than the sum of its parts or whatever the fucking saying is. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets like an extra point for me. Um, th- there's a moment in the, well, not a moment, but when you're in the um, the dorm room, they've got a video cassette poster for Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. Uh, <laughs> I had a video cassette, love that movie. It's like, hey, Universal, Damn. you guys own that. You guys own the rights. You can use that for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I really liked it. I, it. It's got the spirit and the style and everything. I would have probably just loved it if it just would have given me a little more um, of that horror that I want. However, there's a moment she's like, oh, the killer's in the house or whatever, and she's looking around. And then there's a jump scare where the killer appears behind her in the bathroom doorway, and, and it made me jump. So there you go. Mm-hmm. It's earning its spot. Yeah, eight. <laughs> Solid eight. Nice. I, I feel like I'm a little conflicted because I think there have been some movies we covered that I'll give like a six or a seven that maybe I should have given lower because this one I feel like is a seven for me. And I really like this movie, but rewatching it, I did notice the plot holes a little bit more. Um, and everything did feel a little over the top, like when she's getting into badass gonna go kill my killer mode there's just some things i feel like she gets away with that that pull me out of it a little bit and for for some movies it's not as big of a deal and the first time i watched this like if i hadn't rewatched it i maybe would have given given it an eight or a nine Mm -hmm. but they're just they're just niggling at me in the back of my brain and i just can't forget about them Mm -hmm. um but i mean i i also would rewatch this movie at any point just because it's fun as fuck um, yeah, yeah. and Israel Broussard is cute as fuck in this movie. <laughs> and I, I think that their romance is super cute, and I mean, I'm just a romance fan in general, so it kind of gets me on that, you know? Nice. Did yeah. you guys know that this was written by, like, a comics legend? It was written yeah. by Scotty Lobdell, who's done so many X- X-Men-related titles. Uh, did uh, Uncanny X Men was one of the creators with Chris Pachalo on uh, what was it uh, Generation X, uh, and he wrote a shitload of the X Men animated series. Okay, wow. Um, this is his like his, like his major contribution is this movie, and of course the basis for the second film. But yeah, uh, and just so I'm covering all the bases, Scotty Lobdell was also called out in the uh, comics industry's uh, speaking out in the last year. A lot of industries went through a, a bunch of uh, Me Too moments, and mm. he was accused in that. So, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's a well-rounded story there. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to feel about this story, though. <laughs> I know, right? Well, 
I, I mean, it's it's funny because I'm like I I like I I grew up on a lot of his comics, and then when you find out that these people are shitty and that are stifling yeah. women from getting jobs in at Marvel and whatnot, then you're just like, well, fuck you, man. Mm-hmm. Sorry, did he just like write the story or the screenplay? He wrote the story. Happy he Death wrote Day? the he wrote the full story for Happy Death Day too. He's the only credited writer on it. So he is. Oh wow. Oh, sorry, him and and Landon. Well, well, we can just we can just pull a J.K. Rowling and just say I don't know who wrote it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, nobody wrote it. It was just it existed. It just it, it, it was found. It. They just yeah. they found it in the middle of a baseball field. They dusted just it off. A they, story that was handed down for generations. Yeah, It's public domain. Okay. Don't you realize Tree is a character that's existed for millennia? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Dan, where can people find you on the internet? on the internet uh, so where can people find me still at home still avoiding people uh no uh you can find me on twitter and uh and instagram at dan nichols nichols with two l's and then every uh friday on cfox in the afternoon for what to watch where i do my reviews with the legendary jeremy baker my good friend yes love that man he's just so much fun I remember yeah. I was riffing on because uh, people, uh, a lot of younger people, were just finding out that about Robert Downey Jr.'s role in uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Are you fucking you? You're canceling Robert Downey Jr. now because of this? Like, this is the fucking joke, you idiot. So he's like, "Oh no, you got to call me right now. We got to talk about this on air." So he's really cool fun. for doing shit. It's a fun like guy. That. It's a very yeah, fun ab- guy. Absolutely. I- I'm surprised that Dan didn't plug his OnlyFans at this point. Spending a lot of time at home. There's only one option. <laughs> it was it was that or or my Indiegogo for the short film we're doing next weekend. My, my favorite one. Oh. My favorite was the uh, Barry Lyndon inspired photo shoot you did for your OnlyFans. That was, <laughs> that was great. All, all pantaloons, I think it was called. Pant- pantaloons and wigs. <laughs> Big red suspenders. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Barry Sale, Lyndon... $4.99 a month. <laughs> it's a fucking steal at that price, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that Barry Lyndon ends relationships, but you should never watch that movie with somebody who doesn't have any idea what that movie is about. Because... It shouldn't ever. I don't think it should be your yeah. first Kubrick. No. 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 I made that mistake. I showed somebody I was dating that movie, and I think it, it, it was like, no, that was not a good call. <laughs> it's like, let's, let's show you Stan's passion project before we show you anything that actually, like, that that elevated him to the legendary status he is. Not to say anything about Barry Lyndon, but that is like very, it's it's very just like I want to do this. I don't care what anybody says. And I shouldn't say that. Like I love that movie, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't. There's really a time and a place for every. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. <laughs> a time and a place and an audience. It's like Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> you don't just show a girl Friday the Thirteenth. You gotta like yeah. kind of warm warm them up to it. Like hey. Do you like Jason Voorhees? Do you know who he is? You know, I I say start them out with the favorite, and if they're like, I like that, be like, all right, it's Barry Lyndon time. (laughs) True. True. Pretty much the same. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then you move into Terrence Malick territory, and then you'll see if you really lose him. Um, You lost me. (laughs) I actually do like Terrence Malick. A lot of his movies. I I uh, I. I, I respect him. I'm just, I just, uh, there's just some stuff I just can't get through. The, the, one of the great things about Dan is like, you have these, like these things that you are like supportive of. And I'm like, oh, that that's interesting. But then I'm like, ah, you know what? I can see where you're coming from. Like Terrence Malick. I, oh, I'm yeah. like, I, I've, you're the one person I know who's like the Terrence Malick Stan. So mm-hmm. I'm like, that is me. That is true. Yeah, I, I have to. I've watched some of the some of his movies, and I'm like, okay, I can see some like why why this is like where you 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 know plant your flag. But some of them I watch, and I'm like, no, no. The 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 key is is just to always look at any one of his movies. If somebody has like, wants to talk about it, it's just like I'm going to assume you could and very well should have been bored to tears. <laughs> Yo, anything more than that is is, is kind of gravy. I think it's like, the oh, it's just so boring. I was like falling asleep. It's like shots to the fields. It's like yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah. If we were talking about a person that was make that makes films for themselves, Malik is Malik is is, is the man. Fo- like uh, the director that's most fill of repose 
I think that he's just like contented in his own blades of grass. I think and only movie of his that I've seen that was sort of more for the audience, quote unquote, was the thin red line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That which, had like a pretty big budget behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a movie yeah. I love. I love the thin red light. Yeah. I, I and I really love like half of Tree of Life and I think that's the last time that I was like, All right, we got it. Yeah, Tree of Life is pretty good. So. Yeah. Um, anyways, that was that was definitely a very long preamble there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Steve Dead. Uh, my website is stevestebbing.ca, and I'm on the Shift every Thursday, 11 p.m. Pacific, uh, with Shane Hewitt, um, who seems to be the guy in charge right now until they actually make a full-on decision of who's replacing Drex. For uh, for going forward, so as of right now, I still have a gig there. Uh, I have a couple irons in the fire that I'd really love to talk about at some point. Just got to get the go ahead on both of them. But uh, yeah, that's about it. And my OnlyFans is two nine <laughs> because I undercut everybody. <laughs> I I am the opposite of Bella Thorne. And it's really just... competitive pricing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just me laying in all my Blu-rays. And it's literally just Steve. <laughs> Just like putting, getting stoned and watching a random Blu-ray that he has. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like, and CIS <laughs> yeah. season two. Let's go for it. <laughs> and I just make fun of Mark Harmon's hair the whole time. One hundred percent. I mean, just make sure you have your feet in the frame, and I think you'll be making a ton. Uh, of uh, only feet. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. wiki feet. Yeah. I'm coming for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, and Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, mostly on social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, or on my website, surcianic.home.blog. And you don't have an OnlyFans, right? I do not have an OnlyFans, no. Okay. Might set one up for my husband one day, but <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> gotta, gotta hoe him out a little bit. Uh, and you can go check out my OnlyFans where I dance around wearing a Jason Voorhees mask. So Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like you all have markets out there. We do for everybody. We do. Hundred percent. hundred percent. No, I'm over at Three Green Nerds. I uh, got reviews up this week of uh, Unsolved Mysteries Volume Two, which I will say is better than Volume One in my opinion, uh, as well as Spontaneous and the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Uh, got some other stuff cooking up there that's going to be fun and exciting. Uh, can't wait to talk more about that. And uh, yeah, I'm over on Twitter, film critic. Kurt. Thanks for having me. Oh everybody. yeah, Dan, uh, thanks I for love being us. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indiegogo draft the film. Bye. All right, bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs>